Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi everyone, it's Dan. And Brendan, and this is Come Through Queen. Uh, I'm living for season 10 because these bitches are petty, they're serving drama, but most of all, they're serving the drama on the runway. Uh, And first, we would like to welcome back to the stage one honey mustard girl. Hi everyone. She's been present, she's been on our Family Stone episode, but she's been like (laughs) around for a lot of the Drag Race episodes we've done um, this season and last season. And also, she watches it most weeks with you. Yeah, always part of the fam. Um, tell us what Honey Mustard Girl means. Nothing. <laughs> Don't be shy. I used to not eat as a child, so my dad would put honey mustard on all of my food because I'm pretty sure all of my senses don't really work. Um, so you have to douse food in condiments. Can we? Can you tell us what the best of the best honey mustard that you can get is? Where is it? Um, in restaurant, and then also do store bought. Store bought. The only one I've ever had was Ken's. My dad used to actually go through um, different recipes. He tried a ton of them as a kid to make them at home, and I hated them all. Um, restaurant wise, I think my new fave is our go-to on Thursdays at Smithfield Hall. Smithfield Hall has a good honey mustard. Otherwise, like Applebee's. Uh, oh my god! Just as a quick follow-up, what is the strangest food he put the honey mustard on? to make you eat set food? Maybe like a grilled cheese or a uh, hot dog. Oh, that's a like grilled pretty cheese standard. Crazy. Yeah. Like, I, was, I was like picturing like p- pasta or something. I mean, that's not unheard of to me. I don't Ugh. know. That, I was like, I was like a five-year-old kid. I don't know. I don't or remember. Or like salmon. I was blacked out. <laughs> no, honey mustard you could put on a salmon, I think. Really? Oh, yeah. You could have like a mustard dressing. Yeah, you dressing. have a mustard on a salmon. Interesting. Uh, but let's get to some stuff that's going on in the drag race world. You are a big drag race fan. You watch with Brendan most weeks, and you actually also... Gave him a lifelong dream of a gift this week. Oh my god! Before watching, <laughs> care to share with the family? Yeah. So about a month ago, um, Brendan on our hose chat, <laughs> hose SMS, <laughs> uh, let us know that he had never had a Princess Diana beanie baby because he was, felt uncomfortable asking his mom for one. Mm-hmm. So Jamie and I uh, ordered one on eBay. We spent. Thousands of dollars. <laughs> One would think. We pooled our, our savings together. and then, You're wiped out right now. Oh, yeah. I'm broke. I'm in debt. I maxed <laughs> out my credit cards. Uh, couldn't splurge for that tag protector. Sorry. No, it has a tag protector. It does have a tag the protector. Comment, I, the it, comments were confusing. 
<laughs> um, and presented him with his very own princess dye purple bear. Did you cry? No, I didn't cry. I, like, was yelling. I, it was weird. I was yelling? <laughs> no, I was yelling. He definitely screamed. We were, in like, in a, a het-centric place, mm. and I was being presented, like, everything that's, like, within my gay dreams. Because, like, think about Beanie Babies, and it's, like, weird that they're gendered. Wait, meanwhile, the draft was going on, <laughs> yeah. where all these het men were, like, crowding around drinking beers, and were playing with Beanie Babies yeah. in the middle of the bar. But, like, I remember in, like, four, wait, you're a little older, but, like, remember, like, fourth, fifth grade when, like, Beanie Babies were, like, the thing, yeah, and, no, like... they were the thing when I was in, like, seventh grade. Yeah, like, like, McDonald's, you would, like, go, to, like, get them at the McDonald's thing, but, like, they were very gendered, so when I got my first Beanie Babies, I feel like I got, like, the armadillo, I got, like, the dog that, like, spot the dog, I got, like, a frog. That one's also very expensive. Yeah, but, like, I couldn't get the... I didn't feel comfortable asking for the Princess Diana one, which was, like, I coveted. I mean, it was just... It's just a bear that's purple. It's not like she's wearing, like, a Princess Tiara... But, like, when you're a little faggot in Georgia... Who are we to judge what he is and is not comfortable with? I'm sorry for saying the F word. Oops. Um, but... But, um... Brendan can say the F word. <laughs> um, no, but it... I, like, it really mm. touched my heart. And then I saw my mom, like, the post on Facebook, and I, like, wonder what went through her brain. Like, does she feel bad because she deprived me of a princess... Diana Beanie Baby? No, she's like, you can finally exhale now. <gasps> oh my god. See Love Simon in theaters. <laughs> Love Simon promo. Okay. Uh, before we actually get to the episode, uh, Honey Mustard Girl is a huge... Her name's Kate, by the way. We should, like, clarify that. No. No, but her okay. stage name, her stage name is Honey Mustard Girl. I don't know Aja's real name. That's a good that's point. Fact, that's funny that you don't know. I do know. But uh, great transition into... Honey's probably the biggest Aja superfan I've met. Yeah, and we talked about last week going to see her in person at Pieces. And you sounds like you had a, a lovely time. She also sat down with Mike's Evan Ross Katz this past week and did a 45-minute interview. How many times have you watched this interview? Uh, I cut my day short at work so I could sit openly and watch it at my desk. Um, but I've watched it maybe three times. What's your takeaway? Anything new you learned from Aja? Aja is one of the most well-spoken people that I know. She's House of Miriam Webster. Yes, yes. <laughs> one of her favorite sources. Uh, no, I just, I could look at her all day and I do. in and out of drag <laughs> in, in and oh, out yeah. oh yeah both like well. you like you out of drag you like feel like a real like connection to her in a way that's very different than when when she's in drag right? she makes me feel like no one has ever made me feel before <laughs> I don't know how to explain it like I get like tingly goosebumps and if anyone could hook up honey mustard girl with the pom-pom crop top shirt that she wears in the finish her oh video God. it's been sold out on the merch website forever get her too because she also needs to throw her boyfriend louie in one. <laughs> oh my god i would die i would and like not for nothing louie looks a lot like aja i mean <laughs> we say this as a compliment and also oh i think he's very flattered by that uh, I mean, it, it's legitimate. Like, if he looked like any of the queens out of drag, it's certainly Aja. He's a very cute boy. Yeah. Yes. We stand a legend. Uh, so check out that video uh, that Evan did with Mike. Uh, it's on YouTube. But also, Aja, when are you restocking your merch? Because I've been <laughs> checking it every day and I need some t-shirts. Aja doesn't listen to this, but maybe someone could <laughs> relay the message. message. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and then just a quick update. We talked about this previously, how uh, Tyra Sanchez was essentially making death threats against Fifi O'Hara and Tatiana. Uh, she kind of escalated it to another degree in terms of warning the fan base to not go to DragCon. And she's like, don't say I didn't warn you. And then while everyone f like reasonably freaked out over that, she upped it by putting something on her website, like a countdown to DragCon, like a set minute by mi like second countdown what? with like boom, boom 
on the website. And like the the image that was associated with like one of her tweets was like a, an arena or like a convention center like with like a mushroom cloud over oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was also crazy. Uh, so she's officially banned from DragCon. Uh, and then there's been sta- they put out statements like they're upping security. There's going to be metal deta- metal detectors, blah blah blah. Obviously, all the other queens are speaking out, saying like this is supposed to be an event that makes our fans feel like safe and welcome. Da, 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 da. So it's kind of crazy to hear this is all going down. Right, and I've never been to DragCon, so it didn't really have that kind of security before. Uh, no, I mean it was at the Javits Center. I definitely did not walk through a metal detector. When I went there, um, there, I mean, there's obviously like the Javits Center sure. detail, but I don't, like, I don't recall police or anything. I've so. never walked through a metal detector, really much security at the Javits Center, but that's yeah. really scary. But this is, a, this is for the LA one that's happening, uh, mm. like next weekend or something. Mm. Right. So just a quick update, but let's get to more positive stuff. The actual episode this week, uh, Generally, it seemed as though Alex and I watching at home really enjoyed the episode. Uh, Honey Mustard Girl and Brendan, your thoughts? Okay. Generally? I mean, to us, when we were watching, so I've watched twice now. Okay. um, Once live with... Honey and Jamie at Jamie Missy's apartment. Maybe I was like, like I had like I was on such a high after yeah. receiving this Princess Diana. Like, how could the episode live up to the Beanie Baby? We were a little distracted. Um, but I thought like it lulled a little bit in like the panel part. But like watching it again, it wasn't as like boring as I initially thought it was. I liked it because out of most of the challenges that take place, this is one where how they perform is like indicative of like their, their success as a drag queen. Because I've been to one of these panels, and like whether or not you are good at them, I think is important. Which panel did you go to again? Remind <sighs> me. the The theme was so ambiguous. I think it was something like. Fans. <laughs> they were just talking about <laughs> fans and the fandom or something. Mm-hmm. It was so dumb. And it was like the biggest mishmash of people. Uh, but like Derek Barry was on the panel and had like a very angry energy. Uh, angry Spice in the words of Kyle Richards. Yes. Uh, Stacey Lee Matthews was on the panel. A fan favorite and the fans ate her up but was very quiet and shy on it. Mm-hmm. And then... Other people, like Pheromone, really shined. Yeah. I think these sort of things are very hit or miss. I've never been to DragCon, but I was at Social Media Week this week. And, like, some panels and stuff were great, great, great. Mm. And I, like, brought a lot out of them. But, like, some of them I was like, eh. Yeah. Don't love it. Uh, so, picking up from last week's episode, we walk in and we see... Uh, like in, in the recap of Mayhem getting kicked off, they use this scene in the previews for this week of Asia saying, your talent's being in the bottom two to Monet. Mm-hmm. And the way they made it seem was as if, as if it was a fight in the preview, but it was in the actual episode, it, it was, was just, just like funny yeah. and loving. Um, yeah, I think that everyone reacting to mayhem being gone everyone sort of like when monet was wiping off the thing she didn't want to do it because everyone loves mayhem also mayhem is another one gone from my personal pool so now my only person standing is monet interestingly enough you are in last place (laughs) (laughs) and i can't believe i didn't get any points for like the fact that miss vangie's brought up every episode and on the time 100 red carpet on rupaul's chest oh yeah we forgot to mention that yes 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 vangie uh but yeah so let's get to the mini challenge the mini challenge sitting on a secret obviously we were excited to see that but the queens had to like feign Right, because they didn't know what that yeah. song was yet. Right. Yeah. And I listen to it every morning, but like, it, this was, this was, you, re- you and the rest of <laughs> this community. Yes. Um, but 
the episode was uh, filmed like right after All Stars Three was filmed. Yeah. So they hadn't actually gotten to see it. So it's just another thing of them pretending to be excited, which we'll mention also later when the guest oh stars. Yes. <laughs> uh, so this is the first time since the first episode where we're we're not doing quick drag, mm-hmm. and that was a nice break. I don't know. I would have loved to see them do quick drag in like their little athletic shorts. Sitting on a secret in, in quick drag? <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> I just feel like Cracker would have pulled out that same wig all over again. I know. So let's talk about the challenge and like who do you think, who did you enjoy watching do this like weird ass challenge and who didn't you enjoy? Uh, I mean, no one really stuck out to me. In terms of, like, pro or con for this challenge? For some reason, Aquaria stuck out to me. Oh, yeah? Like, knowing... Positively? Yeah, like, I thought it was very funny that she was able to clock the eggplant, like, very quickly. Mm. Um, Maybe she's a foodie queen. No, I think she's just a professional in another way. Huh. Um, I was blacked out, so I don't remember this part. <laughs> Honey. The level of professionalism. <laughs> Um, but uh, Asia ended up winning the challenge, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. And it was no, it was just a surprise, no advantage for the main challenge. Uh, because the girls had to split themselves up into three groups of three. Mm-hmm. With not like a leader choosing yeah. the groups. Which is an interesting way to do it. But I sort of like the way it played out because of the arc of the entire episode. Yeah, so there was a loser group. The people that no one wanted to be with, which was Eureka, Monet, and Cameron Michaels. And Cameron is a loser because she's quiet, I guess, is like the thing. Yeah, except she always seems to liven up when she needs to for the challenges. Except that one where she, uh, one of the acting challenges, like she she didn't rise to the occasion. But most of the other ones, I feel like she has. Like, What's your read enough. on Cameron Michaels, honey? Not in love. In and out of drag. I hear what she's saying about everyone giving her shit about being too muscly to be a drag queen. And they don't like her style. But I just don't like her makeup skills, maybe. It's not for me. Mm. I don't like her look. I don't like... I like her look when she goes, like, bigger and, like, theatrical. But, like, when she does, like, just, like, pedestrian in a wig, I'm like... It's not, it's not for me. Yeah, the theatrical, I mean, does better at proportionizing <laughs> in terms of, like, just hiding her body under a big, crazy outfit. Has anyone put out, like, t-shirts or pins or anything that says proportionizing yet? Uh, if not, they should get on that. Yeah. Uh, so the other two groups were Blair, Vixen, and Cracker. Mm-hmm. And Asia, Monique, and Aquaria. Mm-hmm. And... The Blair, Vixen, Cracker group were doing wigs. Asia, Monique, Aquaria were doing makeup. And Eureka, Cameron, and Monet were doing body adi adi. And these are panels for DragCon to talk about those topics as a drag queen. See, if I were going to DragCon, these are the panels I would not go to. Yeah, you would skip. I would go to like more like comedy queens panel or like yada yada. These are the ones I wouldn't go to. But I did like the little device they had of uh, what's his name from the pit crew... Them dressing mm. him, like, them the putting demo. him together. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun, even though um, I hated the wig. Yeah. But was the wig just the Blair's Shania wig? Possibly. Yeah. Uh, but in preparation for this, Rube is in the workroom and is, like, talking to the girls about what their plans are. And is talking to Cracker. And Cracker says, Dragon is an excuse for queens to hang out. I can't believe that's what she said to Rue. And, like, Rue did not take it well. But, like, I thought, like, I thought that was valid. Like, it is a, it's, like, the only time that a lot of, like, the Drag Race queens get to get together and that sort of thing. Yeah, but Rue's not putting on this big event for them to hang, like, they could go hang out at someone's house. Like, Well, they want to make money, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Rue referenced that as well. She gets that it's all a business, but... If they get to hang out at the same time, yeah. I, was, I was still blacked out during that comment, so I'm just like, hearing it now. But like Rue said, like you have like what I do is like I brand everything. Yeah. Um, 
But let's get into Cracker. Do you want to talk about Cracker? And like, I want to hear, Dan's been texting a lot about Cracker the past two days, and I want to hear his mm, uh, yeah. thoughts. Okay, fine, 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 fine. So, well, this goes into the actual performance. Last week, I talked about the fact that I had turned a corner on Cracker, and I was into her, and I was rooting for her, mm-hmm. and enjoying what she was giving us. And this week, I saw the Cracker that, like, I had my original opinions on from when we saw her live, where, like, the the jokes she was making, to, the shade she was giving to Blair and Vixen, like, that angry tone mm-hmm. is what I remember seeing in person. Right. Like, I don't want to sit through this for, like, an hour or however long her show is. Right. And I think it's, like, a very... Like, a lot of drag queens do this live because it's, like, an easy bit to do. Like, the, like, I'm just gonna, like, make fun of everyone all the time. And I think there's a line that has to be drawn. And I'm not a drag queen, so I can't even, like, say this. But, like, when you're performing live, I think there's a line that needs to be drawn. It needs to be a little bit of, like, that shade, but also, like, a lot of, like, bringing people into the joke. And I think that's where, like, Cracker that we've seen live fails a lot. Because it's, like, her against the world. Yeah. It just has, like, an angry energy rather than, like, you're being, like, shady, but you're smiling, too. Like, yeah, you're smiling. Yeah. Um, someone who does it, who mixes it well, is one prodigy major. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, our favorite drag queen who now is a once-a-month queen. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, so... Blair showing off her stats notebook, I thought was... This was, like, the Blair endearing episode. Uh-huh. Like, her showing off her little notebook, like, taking notes of, like, all the challenges and past challenges. Except when she flipped through, half of it were, were blank, blank pages. It was actually... It was... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she has to leave room to write more. Uh, it was... <laughs> Um, can we just briefly talk about the, I feel like this was a big thing back in like early drag race when they announced the guest judge and like, it's obvious that nobody knows who these people are and like, but they're so excited. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, I think that happened a lot in like early seasons when like they just weren't getting big names, but when they announced, uh, Camille and, uh, Emily as the guest judges, the, the Queens like flipped out. But also, like... Well, it was funny, because, like, they announced Kumail first, who mm-hmm. I think is, like... He's a star, you, but, like, like... At least you might recognize the name. But then when they said Emily V. Gordon, and, like, the, and the girls were even, like, <gasps> like, even more excited, it was, like... <laughs> like, you don't know who this person is. Wasn't the big sick, like, her, like, first foray into the public life? I think so. And, like, that movie was coming out during the summer while they were filming this. So it's just like, do I feel like that movie came out like a year ago, like last summer? Is that when they filmed this? Yeah, no, no, they they filmed this in October. Okay, yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My timeline's off. I know it's this is like the first year it wasn't filmed during the summer. Mm. But still, it's like, yeah, they clear. That's not a household name. No. We don't know these hats. <laughs> But they were great hats, I thought. No, I, and I want to, my next point is, I liked the fact that we got so much time with the guest judges. They were there for most of the show because of the way the challenge was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, and they were, they knew their shit. They, like, watched the show. I like when a guest judge knows their stuff. Unlike Shania Twain, who, just one little tangent, we recorded, (laughs) we recorded last week's episode before she said her shit about Trump, but released it after she said her shit about Trump. So if I sounded like I was a Shania Twain supporter after she said what she said. No, no, no. Brendan has a shrine in his bedroom. Let me tell you. No, I I have been to a Shania Twain concert. Front row. Meet and greet. Second row. But um, (laughs) I thought she was the bee's knees, but the moment she said what she said about Trump. A gay icon, as you might say. But the moment she said what she said, I disavowed her. Mm. I was the first person to say that she was canceled. You may change your opinion. I have receipts. Okay. <laughs> Did you rip down your shrine? 
I don't actually have a shrine. I have a oh. tote bag. <laughs> <laughs> what, where is that tote bag? Yeah. Now? Uh, I actually don't know. It's stained with wine, so I never, <laughs> I never like use it. Okay. Uh, a few, like I, I, one of the reasons I like this episode was in the workroom preparing for this. I feel like we got a lot of fun tidbits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monique having to put together all her outfits like last minute there, like while she's there, even though it's not like sewing challenges and stuff. I, I that endeared me to her so much. The fact that she like came prepared with, like, fabric and, like, was just gonna, like, do it like it was Project Runway every day. I liked it. Yeah. But also, I mean, we've noticed a lot of her outfits have been a little, like, could use a little more work. Mm-hmm. But she always sells it better than anyone else, I feel like. Yeah, and I feel like she has a clear vision in her head and a clear theme. And, like, even if it's not executed to, like, the T as far as, like, design and construction, like... There's something there. She's a star. Yeah. Okay. The Cameron plot point. She sounds like she like kind of started drag, and then she started dating a guy who made her throw out her drag and go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when they broke it's up, like, she was allowed to like re-enter the drag world. <laughs> and she had the side by side printed out photo of herself. Ready. Which, like, I I think someone texted us about, like, oh, my God, I can't believe the producers pulled this stuff. But, like, in my brain, I was like, I think Cameron actually probably did that herself. She probably carries that on him. Yeah. To look at herself? To compare. I mean, yeah. To compare. <laughs> yeah. Show the receipts. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Like, but- have you seen her Instagram? Of course she wants to look at herself. No, I no, haven't. I, I do not follow. I don't follow either, but I've bopped in and it's a lot of like, <laughs> it's a lot of like muscles and jock straps, mm-hmm. which like great content, quality content. Yeah. <laughs> so we got the story. If it was Aja, honey, you know. You I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love Aja if you haven't caught on yet. Honey hasn't let uh, Aja Instagram posts go by without a heart. Oh my god, or a comment, or a DM. She doesn't read my DMs. I'm worried that I'm not... I'm not her target demo, I understand. But I'm working on the other house members, and I'm going to get in there. She did tweet tweet today, because she's one of the few girls I oh, follow I on Twitter. Oh, I don't have Twitter. So you got to get on it. You uh, have... There's a Twitter that exists. With, <laughs> with your picture attached to it. And it says, meow, in the profile. <laughs> uh, so Aja tweeted some, like, a fan who's a girl... Uh, tweeted like a bunch of different photos like oh like so great seeing you like photos from four different events and Aja was like oh my god my like soul sister or whatever so you like have a shot honey I know but she never performs in New York anymore you have to pop up to the Ritz on Wednesday (laughs) what are your plans Louis offered to cancel but we have a concert (laughs) and I can't so I you know next time uh I'll go. It's like a few blocks from my apartment. Done. <laughs> All right. You guys can finalize your plans offline, but... Uh, no, wh- Brendan will just go live. <laughs> uh, Mon- that drains my battery. The last thing was Monet telling that story about winning the pageant and then it hitting front page news in St. Oh, Lucia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was really interesting. That was really interesting, and like... It's her regret about like not just like coming forth to her family, I think is something that probably weighs on her a lot. Yeah. And I'm glad that she is telling her story now. Yeah. I'm also glad everyone loves her because I love her. I, I love her. I, one of my, fa- she might be in my top five of all time. Oh, interesting. Even though like, like she's not doing as well as I thought she was going to do, like, what a great, great, nice queen. Well, that's like, the show doesn't test how you are in real life. Like, yeah, absolutely. You, like, we might enjoy seeing her more than anyone else, but that doesn't mean she's going to do great. Um, I know it's usually on like a Wednesday or Thursday nights, but she still does her therapy show. Mm. Um, and Dan, if you want to come into Manhattan on a late night one night. And on a school night? Just like, just to see Monet before she yeah. goes on tour. Goes yeah. on tour. Not a bad idea. Uh, okay, let's Not get... if it's raining. Not if it's raining. Not if it's raining. No. <laughs> <laughs> <I> mean... <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the panels. We started with proportionizing. I like. I was a little surprised that they 
one, because Rue's reaction to, to this didn't seem that into it. Rue and Michelle, I thought they were flopping while this was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, that's, I think that's sort of why it, like, it set the scene for, like, this entire thing. And if, like, Rue and Michelle were going to both be, like, having, like, cringy looks the entire time, that's why I didn't like it. But the audience was loving it. I yeah. thought. Yeah. Uh... Eureka did so well moderating. It was clear that she like knew what she was doing. Um, yeah, I. Uh, she. It's so weird to have a queen come back and have them excel because usually when a queen <laughs> comes back, they like just flop. Yeah, first. I mean, spoiler alert: she won this week. Uh-huh. First queen this season to win two main challenges. Uh-huh. Uh Cameron did well enough. Considering like the two people on her panel, with yeah, her. that wig though. Uh, Monet was great, and that random political question at the end of their panel had nothing to do with body. I know. I wish Monet was the one to answer it because she would have given a better answer. Mm. But like Eureka's was fine. Yeah. Okay. So we all didn't we all think that Eureka was the secret Trump supporter that? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it turned out to be Shania. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Team Face was next. Team Painted for Filth. Monique is a professional. Mm-hmm. The, like, please welcome to the stage moment was great. And to contrast with the first group, Rue was laughing at everything Monique was saying. Mm-hmm. However, she was with... Asia, who came out, looked beautiful, did a good job, and Aquaria, who did her best, but I didn't think. I mean, she's an Instagram queen. She yeah, she's meant to be seen, not her. She doesn't quite have the personality. <laughs> uh, um, I will say, and I hate myself for this, but like, she was looking good as a boy this week. I was like, oh, cute. Oh. I like a jean jacket. Sorry. Uh, her panel look reminded me of her look from Sonia's Wednesday Gay Days. I know. Like, that wig and the makeup was straight out of Wednesday Gay Days. Yeah. At Sonia Morgan's townhouse. When are we going to be invited to Wednesday I Gay Days? I was just going to ask, did you used to attend? <laughs> Back in the day. I mean, baby. they'll have half Gay Days for you. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your dads. All three of them. They're well, coming up. Honey identifies as half gay. On her dad's side. Yes, on my dad's side. (laughs) It's genetic. (laughs) Uh, So, last but not least, the Wigaholics. I already touched on this. Cracker's Cracker's energy was not great. Vixen was just kind of going along with it. Though Vixen was the strongest. Yeah, Vixen did the best out of all three. Yeah. And Blair was kind of just... Going along with the flow. Blair Saint, just there. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) No, when I say that, I like, I, uh, yeah, we'll get to more about Blair later. Although one of my favorite parts was from this panel where Vixen said, I'm African, a Merkin. Yes. When, when when Cracker brought up a Merkin. I rolled on the floor. (laughs) She came out from the blackout. (laughs) It pulled you out of your alcohol days. (laughs) <laughs> Having her reference a Merkin on national television. <laughs> uh, Love it. So should we get to the looks? Let's get to the looks. Bring it to the runway. Runway. Run, 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 runway. Okay, let's start with Aquaria. Love it. Beautiful. I liked it actually. It was like the bunny, but like mostly like boy drag on the bottom with a heel and then the bunny ears with the top hat on one of the ears. I think it was great. Yeah. Honey, you want to say something? I I love this look and I'm into people not wearing boobs anymore, but I feel like in past, yeah, in past seasons, they would have given Queens shit for wearing something like this. I think she is able to, even though it's like an androgynous drag, she's able to feminize it more than some queens who might attempt this are unable to. And I think that um, with the series of starting with Milk, then to Violet, then Mm -hmm. to Naomi Smalls, that sort of changed the game as far as like 
this particular like part of androgyny and like not wearing boobs and that sort of thing. I'm yeah. happy with the transition. I'm just But yeah. you're right. Like in season yeah. in season six, she probably would have gotten shit from Michelle specifically about yeah. Ms. Cracker. With her Hello Dolly hair thing. I I like it. Um she seems to do these like weird, interesting things with hair, which is like becoming sort of her standard. Um, between the actual like cracker that she made, this, and then like the the hula skirt, she's always like fucking around with hair. Yeah, I'm not that interested in fucking around with hair. <laughs> I can't remember. Did she wear nails on her teeth again? Funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this. I mean, this look and. Uh, let's jump ahead a little bit to Blair St. Clair's look. Kind of looked like they were like two sisters. Mm-hmm. And I liked Blair's more. I agree. Uh, yeah. I, I Blair does a look good. She is a look queen and like a more classic look queen. And I always like the way she looks. Um, I love her use of highlighter. I asked Pheromone when I saw her in person if she felt (laughs) that Blair was copying her and she gave a pageant answer. Um, But yeah. She looks like little Bo Peep and I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, Okay. The Vixen. I'm here. I love it. Really? Yes. I know. I I think it's really smart. The challenge is hats. Wear a hat, but also make your dress out of hats. Okay. I like the idea. I don't like the execution. I don't like the the wig that's under there. I hate that there's no hair visible, but otherwise, 100%. Uh, I think she needed more hats. Yeah, it's, it, it didn't it seem was like finished. A, if it was like a gown or something, yeah. or something a little longer, I think it would have like worked out a little better, but... I love the idea. I love like the yeah. thought behind it. I, I, I see what you mean, like... There's that weird white circle, like, right in her thighs that makes it look really incomplete. Well, I mean, the other, like, it goes, it's a one-shoulder thing. The other shoulder is, like, her bra. Yeah. Yeah. Which looks weird to me. Uh, okay. Next, this beautiful Ikea lamp dandelion. Louis has this lamp in his room. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) And. No, he doesn't. he, He sure does. And I sent him a photo, and he didn't even recognize that it was from his room, so... That just goes to show. <laughs> she went into Louis's room, <laughs> took his lamp. Maybe it's not there anymore. I loved it. I, li- I like... I liked it, yeah. I mean, I... Like, you, how ride or die you are for Vixen, mm-hmm. Asia, and Monique, I'm, like, so ride or die for. I think Asia's got, you know... I like Asia's makeup skills, I think, more than anyone's. Yeah. I think Asia yeah. is going to maybe go all the way. Oh, yeah. I have a conspiracy theory, <gasps> but we I don't want to go into that yet. Come on, go it's into it. It's too early. Just go into it. No. Hey, this is just go in into your, it. This is in your brain. It's not based off of spoilers or anything. No, and okay. it's, it's not really like founded okay. in anything. I think that the final two are going to be uh, Miss Cracker and Aquaria. No. No. Oh, you think because of the feud? Yeah. No. I'm not saying that's what I would like to happen. We don't... Actually, like, I have to be honest. This is Louis's theory, and I've gotten on board. <laughs> You're co-opting his theory? Yes. But, like, we also don't know. Like, as you... As we saw last season, um, season nine, like, anything can happen. Like, at this point in season nine, we... No one thought that Sasha Valor was gonna be the winner. But then she relied on brains. <laughs> uh, so... Next is uh, Cameron Michaels' second Martian look of the season. Okay. And I have a conspiracy theory. Let's what? hear it. I love a conspiracy She's going to slide into the final four. Get the hell out she of will. here. I think, I think she might. But I, I want to say something. This look didn't do justice. Okay, so my favorite... Oh. <laughs> My favorite Lady Gaga performance of all time. That's not even true. It is. Uh, Gaga applause and GMA. Okay, no. But the only reason that this one doesn't get favors is because there's no video of it on YouTube that's good. Because SNL like is so weird with their videos, especially from 2009, almost 10 years ago. So 
My favorite performance of Gaga is when she performed on SNL and she was doing the ring thing and then she went and sat at the piano while still wearing the rings and one of the rings hit her head. We talked about it on our Lady Gaga deep dive. I know so we don't did. pretend like this is new information. Um so <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this did her dirty because really? it's it's not a, it's I thought it was executed well. I don't like like from the from the neck down. I don't love the look. So like if you're gonna try to do Gaga, do it well, and we'll see that when we get to Eureka. I like the gray hair. I love the gray hair. Well, because someone's going gray soon. Next Tuesday, two, two people on the side see of the counter. See you next Tuesday. No, I have a lot of grays too. Oh, we all have grays. Yeah. No, I am like full out. You're crazy. Like senior citizen. Home. You're crazy. A <laughs> R P. Okay. <laughs> next up. Monet with her first lady of the church, the view look. She looks like the view logo. Um, I tweeted that and people agreed. Yeah. <laughs> the reviews are in. Bre- <laughs> Brendan's right. But that's all I could think when that was happening is that she looks like the view logo. I, I like it. Yeah. Um, thank God she's not wearing like a... Dennis the Menace wig. Or like a blonde <laughs> Nene Leakes wig. She can't wear a long wig. They're not. The producers aren't letting her. It's a sabotage. No, love her. Glad she was in the top this week. We'll get to the tops and bottoms and safes soon enough. We talked about Blair already. <sighs> Monique. I mean, n- not the most beautiful outfit or well-executed, but she, as usual, Gorge. she's selling it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I mean, the outfit is fine, but, like, I love the hat. I love... Her smile. I love her smile. She's smiling. (laughs) Bring Aja back. Uh, Okay, and then last but not least, Eureka. In a 2011 Lady Gaga (laughs) guest co-hosting The View look. And I have to... Look it up. It looks very similar, except Joy Behar is not present. Brendan made me look at it on Thursday. <laughs> I came out of my blackout and went right back in. I know. And then I, I also, what, other, what else did I make you look at on my phone? Um, Carol Rudd's Lots Wild. of bad things. Uh, <laughs> that pink tracksuit that Carol Radswell <laughs> wears. I do have a question. Her eyes are red. Is that part of the look? Did the makeup get in her eyes? Was this film like funny and she's crying and they made her do the runway again? Her eyes are like really red. Like red, like go to the hospital red. Like when I cry, my eyes don't get this red. I can't remember when my eyes got this red. (laughs) Go to the hospital. Do not Did she like poke her eyes out? No, no. She she was crying during Untucked. But okay. But the runway was before Untucked. Well, listen, that's how it aired. Right. Maybe she had to do it again. Let's do it. Give her another take. They do it twice, but like... Maybe she ate shit and they had to film it again and she was crying because she... But it looks like a demon is possessing her. I don't know. But I do like the look. No, I love I, I love the look because I think this is this was her second choice for the Night of a Thousand Gagas from the first episode of last oh, season. If, like, that's a fun conspiracy theory. I, that's my conspiracy theory. I'm going to tweet Eureka and I... Bet you, and that would have been a reference I could get behind. Um, it's also <laughs> great seeing her excel on the runway because, like, every season the big girls get dragged so right. often. I love that she is not afraid of a bodysuit or to be in a diaper. Or <laughs> I love the body positivity from her. I'm here for it. She's I'm... the sexiest baby I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I love it. Like, I don't necessarily love, you know, everything that she does on the show, but I love her confidence and that she doesn't shy away from certain looks on stage Agreed. because yeah. of her body. Proportionizing. Agreed. And I'm happy she's, like, <laughs> not doing so many of those, like, loaf wigs. <laughs> I, I love a loaf. <laughs> uh, okay, so the top group is Eureka's but, uh, proportionizing group. She's the winner. Safe is Monique, Asia, and Aquaria. Bottom is Cracker, Vixen, and Ms. Blair St. Clair. Now, on during the judging, 
the whole thing with Blair gets brought up. So basically what happened was that Blair talked about her drag in relation to her first sexual experience, which was her being raped, which is so awful, but also... I thought that the the way she talked about it and the way she talked about empowering herself after it, I thought was, like, so well done. And I think that a lot of people have this experience, but it's, like, something that's not talked about it because it's so shameful mm-hmm. because of the way we talk about sex in, like, this country and, like, this culture and that sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, so, like, hats off. Yeah, she was amazing. I think the word rape is really hard for people to say when mm-hmm. talking about themselves in any capacity. Um, so I think that's really brave of her. Um, it's tough for me just as a viewer to watch her say that like on the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather hear her talk about that as her inspiration rather than... Not as an excuse, but mm-hmm. as, like, a last minute. I'd rather have heard that earlier. I don't want... I'd rather know where she's coming from in the beginning so that we know who she is earlier on. Maybe that's not an option, but... Yeah. Well, that was... It was directly in response to Ross saying, Well, Blair, you're, like, the dessert at the table, and... Yeah. It's, like, too sweet, and am I in the mood for something so sweet? da 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 And, like, that's when she... I hate that she story. had def- that she felt like she had to defend her sweetness. I think like it's that that's a very interesting point. I think the weird nature of this show ends up to us having a lot of uh, moments like this on the runway, and I like think about like Roxy Andrews, like yeah, and I think about like even Monica Beverly Hills and uh, mm. people. I think in a moment of like crisis people tend to open up in like this like way that can only happen when all of these stars are aligned Mm. and i think like this blair thing happened in a very similar way to those other examples which is interesting um but i'm glad that it happened and also like talking about like the issues that drag race brings up through the queens i think are conversations that don't happen, especially like illuminating these stories from queer people. And it's very interesting. And yeah. Uh, I have a question and this kind of links back up to the Eureka red eye conspiracy theory. She said it on the runway and then she said it on, on untucked and both times she said it seemed like she was saying it for the first time. And I couldn't tell if something was filmed out of order, did she tell... Because, like, the way Cracker grabbed her hand before she started saying it made it seem like she had already said it to... Like, Cracker knew it was coming. Mm. But the... But... I don't know. But Untucked would have been filmed after they got the deliberations while they were on the main stage while the safe girls are in Untucked. Oh, that's a good question. So I can't figure this out. And no one's talking about it. Mm. Um, I don't know. Also, I love the sisterhood between Blair and the Vixen now. Oh, yeah. Well, after she told the story, then Vixen said, I can't wait to find that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. That's (laughs) totally channeling my, like, state of mind. Like, that's where I go when I hear a story like that. Or Yeah. And also, like... They've been supporting each other on social media since. Um, I came into the show sort of like ambivalent about Blair St. Clair, but like, I think I stand. Yeah. I mean, she had a great final episode. Yeah. Uh, All Stars 4, bitch. So, but before we get to the lip sync, let's talk about some, some a few things from Untucked. Uh, I thought it was interesting when the, the safe girls were talking and Monique said, I felt like I had to dial it back for for the two of you. And the fact that Aquaria and Asia didn't respond negatively to that, mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. Why do you think it's interesting? Because, like, that's kind of a rude thing like to a, say. Like a read, yeah. 
It's like I had to tone myself down to be on your level. Mm-hmm. Honey was blocked up. I was still blocked <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you because I don't like, you know, I like having on talked on the air, but like the pacing up, like it happening after the lip sync, I'm kind of checked out. I'm exhausted. I think that like untucked should go back to the format from earlier seasons and like make it a more produced thing because like the way it is now they get into like heavy conversations that are like good and important but also like it's hard to watch after an hour and a half so like the way that it used to be with like going to the gold lounge being in the silver lounge let's bring out like a tv to see a message that was a little better in my opinion but i think it's the it's the pacing because when we had well, yeah, that's, that's... Cooked, when we had Untucked cooked into the episode for All Stars, it flowed. Right, so, sure, yeah. You know what I but mean? But, like, I mean, the pacing would be figured yeah. out if they, like, produced it more. Well, speaking of which, last week we were like, where are the TVs? This week we got two TVs. Mm-hmm. We got Eureka's mother, who we had already learned about in Untucked a few weeks earlier, mm-hmm. which caused Eureka to cry and have red eyes that she needed to go to the hospital for. Mm-hmm. And... We got Miss Peggy talking to Blair St. Clair. And the big takeaway was twirl for Peggy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is there anything else from Untucked you want to discuss before we get to lip sync? No. Okay. Oh, seminary school for Monique. I thought that was interesting. That was very interesting, actually. And Aquaria not knowing what seminary school (laughs) did. Am I, like, like, thinking something else in my brain where, like, Aquaria thought it was about semen. No, she said, well, I know semen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, honey. Uh, okay, and I think that was it for Untucked. So, the lip sync for your life. Well, first of all, I thought the bottom two should have been Vixen and Cracker. I'm sorry. No, I agree. Um, but I think, like... Crackers at least said something, and Blair, like, didn't really do much in that panel. Mm -hmm. So, like, that was given more points, right? But I like Blair's look more than Crackers, so how about points for that? Right, but I think Cracker got credit because, like, she made a hat out of hair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, But that would have been an interesting showdown, Cracker versus Vixen. I think it would have been a little... More even? Yeah, because I've seen... We've talked about Cracker Live and how it's, like, not our favorite thing, but she does do a good lip sync. Yeah, I mean, she, she does... Is, she, she has the acrobatics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which Miss Blair was really only twirling for Peggy. Mm-hmm. Well, from the first episode, we saw Blair was pretty uncomfortable on stage. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, dancing the Vogue, around. The Vogue yeah, moment, yeah. yeah. I, like, would be interested to go to a Blair Sinclair show and, like, see what she does. She claims does. to be a Broadway baby, but where's the performance? But, like, Broadway baby, you just have to, like, do some jazz. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry, Patti LuPone. Just <laughs> 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 do some jazz hands. Interestingly enough, she released a music video, which seemed... It seems to be doing great. I've heard it was good. I haven't watched the it. The production value is very high, but it's also not what you would expect from her. It's kind of like... Like, a dance remix. I've heard like, the clips only from Trixie Mattel's Instagram <laughs> stories, because I follow her. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but poor Blair Sinclair was sent home. But I think it ended on a good note. And that's that. And that's that. Uh, we have a Freak of the Week and One True Queen that we'll get to real quick right now. Okay, go into the Freak, Dan. Okay. This, I, well, I, our Freak of the Week is still Robbie Turner. Uh... Before we get into this, I still want to say... Wait, but like, like Eureka O'Hara, um, Robbie Turner got a recognition two weeks in a row. Yeah, two weeks in a row. <laughs> a queen to win twice. <laughs> uh, I mean, I still have the sentiment that, like, I don't want to, like, really knock her down because, like, clearly something's not right with her right now. But she gave this interview to Entertainment Weekly, and her answers to these questions are wild. So Entertainment Weekly asks, can you explain why you posted the tweets about being in a car crash? Robbie says, I woke up with bruises on my body and I woke up with a headache. So my initial reaction was I thought I had a concussion. I was worried because I was alone. I wasn't going to be seeing anyone for a few days. 
I usually try to rest and sit still after a weekend of shows. And I more or less woke up worried that I had a concussion. So I made a scheduled post for when people would be waking up Sunday morning. I was already falling asleep and was panicking. I did wake up with very large bruises and a headache. I've always had this irrational fear of concussions. Entertainment Weekly asks, where did you get the idea you'd been in a car accident, though? Robbie says, after days of poking around and sleuthing to figure out everything I had gone through, days later, I saw footage of me coming home, getting out of a car, and getting into my apartment okay. What I think happened is that I was slipped something in my drink because I didn't drink that much that night, and that I slipped and fell in the shower. The hat I was wearing is completely bent and gross, so we think I hit my head in the shower. Got out of makeup, went to bed, and had a very vivid and ridiculous dream. Entertainment Weekly says. Wait, footage of her I know. Um, okay, I don't know. Maybe like from her apartment building or something? Like, okay. Okay. Entertainment Weekly asks. I'm sorry, but to confirm, you think you slipped in the shower or you sli- or were slipped something in your drink? Robbie responds, both. Because I didn't drink that much that night. I went home immediately after being out. I don't 100% remember leaving, and I do not remember coming home at all. At the time that I came home, I had this vivid dream and thought it was 100% real, especially once I woke up and had huge, I'm sorry, had large contusions on my thighs, shoulder, and my head was pounding. So the interview goes on. I mean, she's kind of telling like five stories in one as to why she thought she was in a car crash, but none of them really give good evidence as to why. The car crash aspect comes into this. Uh, you can read the full thing on Entertainment Weekly. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, let's go into our queen. Who's our queen? Our queen yeah. is Blair St. Clair um, for the reasons we talked about tonight. I think that her telling your story is very, very, very important. Um, and as Honey said, I think using the word rape and calling it out as it is, is very, very, very important. Yeah. And brave. And brave. And brave. Thank you, honey. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, that's it for this week. Honey so, Mustard Girl. Where can we find you online? Oh, I was going to say at work. <laughs> <laughs> Gchat me, hose SMS. Um, honey Mustard Girl. Spell it out. H-U-N-N-Y, mustard, and then G-U-R-L. Yeah, not the usual spelling for honey or or girl. Or girl. Or just email me at katescully at gmail.com. You could subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, leave a review there. You could follow us on Twitter, Facebook, join the Facebook group. It's really fun. It's a closed group. We'll let you in. Don't worry about it. Um... And then also you could call us at 717-47-FREAK, or if you're shy, you could email us at comethroughqueen at gmail.com. No, we got some great emails this week, particularly for the, uh, the Bravo episode, which has already released at this point, if you haven't listened to it. Um, yeah, come through with great emails. Dan loves Everyone's email. Everyone's doing emails these days. Dan loves email more than Hillary Clinton loves email. Yeah. Got a server. I'll shut up. She doesn't love email. I don't know. Just uh, kidding. Brendan, where can we find you online? Um, you can find me at not Brendan on Twitter. Um, check out my content about uh, Eureka O'Hara stealing Lady Gaga's 2011 The View co-host look. Um, and you can find Dan at IDKIDK. And you can find both of us playing Overwatch. Oh, yeah. Add me on PlayStation 4. Dorinda Medley is <laughs> my name. And my name is Bezos. As in B-E-Y-S-U-S. Like, comment, subscribe, heart share, retweet. Love us, love us. Please retweet. See you next week. Bye. 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 That was sweet. (laughs) I want to see you come through, queen. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.